0: Fuck with the BDBT, Matt or Jordan Flegel, <laughs> Big Dog Ball Talk. If you didn't understand the acronym there, uh, breaking down BDBT. what's happening in the NBA. Uh, the weekend was, uh, of course, raucous and rolling. And uh, uh, oh, Jordan yeah. Flegel is known to get a little wild uh, once that Friday five o'clock bell hits. I guess three o'clock <laughs> for your, uh, your, your for you, but uh, two you know, Jordan, two
1: o'clock for me. Two o'clock,
0: my goodness, man. Uh, it's, it's two it's
1: two o'clock somewhere. You know, it's,
0: it's two o'clock somewhere. I get that. Uh, I mean, I, uh, I wouldn't say that, I, that a lot of people should do this, but I mean, if you want to follow Jordan's role, I mean, uh, at two o'clock, I think everybody should just start drinking. Uh, you know, that's the new yes. happy hour.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I mean, I know I'm happier since I started doing that, you know, a few weeks ago on my, mm-hmm. on my new schedule, but you know, all jokes aside, Matt, I was worried about this working six to two every day. Um, but. You were you know, built it's for it. nice. It well, it, it's nice having the the whole afternoon to do shit. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I get a whole other day in there. I can even have a nap, uh, which is what I've uh, done today here, Matt, uh, shit, and man. still have uh, quite a bit of the uh, you know the evening left. Um, you know, it, it helps obviously that I can that I work from home a lot of the time. Not like you though. I'm jealous. You're fully re- remote, uh, mm-hmm. which you know. Don't you're ever really try to get M- me out of it. I'm, the, I'm the staying MV- at home. Of the world, that that's what I want. I, I want to get there at some point, Matt. Have that, uh, hey, man. you know that that fuck fuck you money like you do. You mm-hmm. you keep taking way more of a cut from this podcast than I do. We'll have to yeah. figure that out at some point later. No, that's a good the um, way it is. But, uh, but no, you know, uh, it, it's getting up at six, you know, uh, I, I it's, it's annoying, but I'm more used to it. And yeah, like I say, I get a whole other day, man. So uh, mm-hmm. shout out to those, uh, those early risers. Uh, and you're, you're, you're starting it slowly, right? For the gym, you're, you're getting up yep. a little bit
0: earlier. Yeah, man, oh, I, I fucking, fucking hate it. it. Uh, I, I really don't mind the workout that early in the morning. If I'm being 100% honest, I just yeah, fucking yeah. hate getting up and uh it's dark out and i'm cold and i gotta get the car started and i'm just like yeah. fuck this man like like if i could just like uh, that's
1: the thing it's leaving the house it's not yeah. like that, that that's what i mean luckily i can start every day from home on the days i go into the office i don't have to go until later thank god mm-hmm. uh but uh it's the leaving the house i'm with you there that's just the you know that's when you consider everything about your life and it's like is this really any of this really worth it
0: yeah, honestly. I mean, I, I think I consider his, his life really worth living all the time. Uh, yes. yeah, but we hope true. that uh, whether whether it's uh, you're an early morning riser or you're a night owl, we hope that you're uh, tuning in to Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, mid-season yep. awards special. Not really a special. Right. It's a Monday episode. But it is special that we're going to be breaking through this. Uh, the four biggest awards, uh, most improved player, defensive player of the year, uh, rookie of the year, and MVP, Jordan and I are going to give our picks. Now that we are uh, you know a little over the halfway point of the NBA season, uh, lots of uh, lots of news to break down as well. We're going to be uh, talking about the Los Angeles Clippers a little bit uh, in, in this podcast, as well as uh, mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell potentially on the move, and a uh, DeJounte Murray, uh, Los Angeles Lakers, Atlanta Hawks trade, something we talked about a little bit last week. Uh, but we're going to take a deeper dive into this one now that uh, trade talks have started to heat up. But to start it off, Jordan, let's get into our midseason awards, and why not kick it off with the big one, the Big Mama Jama. MVP. Uh, this one, Jordan. I mean, I th- I think this is a, a pretty open field. Obviously, you know, you've got your favorites uh, here and there. That uh, you know, we've 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 seen, we've talked about them. Uh, you know, guys like Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, who have been in the MVP talks for uh, you know multiple seasons. You know, uh, the winning the uh, the last few uh, each of them uh, over the past four seasons. But Jordan, who do you got right now as your mid-season MVP?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I to me, I think there's really three guys you can make a the the top tier case for um Mm -hmm. and i i struggled with this because i think there's really good sort of reasons for each of them um but and maybe this is maybe this is recency bias uh because on uh i think it was was it friday night or, or saturday night i think no friday night game of the year candidate Denver and Boston, uh, you know, defending champs go into mm-hmm. Boston where they were undefeated up to that point, 20-0 or whatever. And Nikola Jokic just went in there and, like, just controlled the the, the game to, to you know, an inch of it. Uh, and I know Jamal Murray had uh, an amazing game that, that, that night too, uh, actually scored more than Jokic and helped, you know, to bring it home. But when I watched Nikola Jokic against the best team in basketball – have them, you know, running around like chickens with their heads cut off, uh, you know, really unsure of how to handle him at all. And he also, you know, it's not like he had to do anything crazy or hit any sort of crazy shots uh down the stretch of that game. He actually missed a couple bunnies and and wasn't getting any sort of calls at all, uh, you know, which I think he's used to by now. Um so, you know, after I watched that game, I'm like You know, and so when I was thinking about it today, I'm like, it's it's still Joker to me. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and that's going back, you know, to last year where I picked him to obviously, you know, Joel Embiid gets it, as we all know. But, you know, I was in the camp that it should have been him last year as well. Um, And although it's, you know, it it might seem a little bit underwhelming where he has the Denver Nuggets right now in, in third place in the West. He has as many wins as the Timberwolves still uh, two games back in the loss column. But, you know, in a couple days, they could be number one. And they they have looked kind of like meh, kind of like at points this season, they're they're almost sleepwalking, kind of like they were doing uh, towards the end of last season. Once they kind of had, uh, you know, their their top seed locked up. Like I think I've got a little bit of that championship hangover, and they're still uh, right up there in you yeah. know the West, and we know how tough it is and how hey, tough pe- the league is. People are is. calling
0: uh, Jamal Murray a good team merchant, only getting yes, up for the, yes. the games that matters.
1: Yeah, and then you've got that fucker who, yeah, he'll only play well, uh, yeah, when when you've got a team that's... Which is awesome. I I, don't, I would top, I would love top that. One, top two. I don't that's give amazing. a fuck if
0: we're like if we're barely scraping by against the fucking Pistons as long as we're beating yep. the Celtics and the Timberwolves and all these other big name teams. I mean they they did drop that uh, another game of the year uh, contender. I throw it in there uh when uh, he went to Philly and unfortunately the Nuggets lost that yes. game. But that was a hell of yep. a game as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully we see the the rematch when it comes up in Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause yeah, when those guys go up against beat at altitude, uh, not going to uh, happen two giants. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. We'll, we will see, but, but yeah, long winded way of saying, you know, I think the, the other, two, well, I'll let you, you know, say who you've got, Matt, but in my mind, the other two, you know, between SGA and Joel Embiid, those are sort of the three that I think, um, and you know, you, you can throw Jason Tatum in there as well. I, I, I think, I think you can make a case for him as, you know, best mm-hmm. player on the best team. But for me, uh, Give me Joker again. I just think it's kind of like that situation with LeBron that we've had. We had, you know, a number of times when he was in his, you know, prime prime. It's like Mm -hmm. we can talk about these other guys, different situations. I just still think Joker is, uh, you know, the best player in the league. uh, And and yeah, he's doing well enough this year, team record wise, you know, success wise uh, that I just got to got to give it to the guy.
0: Yeah, and again, like I said, to start this off, I mean, Jokic and Embiid uh, right now, uh, as far as the Vegas odds makers go, uh, plus two hundred, they're they're deadlocked right now uh, for the that, that, the favorite spot, and again, it's hard to argue against the, these guys with their their established resumes now, uh, you know, especially Jokic who, who's coming off that championship it really is impressive to see a guy that is, it's like when LeBron, honestly, that's the only thing you can compare to at this yep. point. It's like uh, prime LeBron when he's going to the finals every single year, he was in the MVP talks every single season, putting up crazy numbers every given night. Uh, I mean, these Nuggets teams are a little bit better than some of those LeBron uh, Cavs teams at the very least. Yep. Uh, but uh, you know, not, not to take away from anything uh, that, that Jokic is doing, but, I'm gonna. I'm going with the the kind of the lone uh, the, the the man uh, outside on the bubble looking in right now. I've kind of been a contrarian MVP talks when we've talked about it on the podcast taking Tatum okay, and uh, Giannis. Uh, I think for the past two seasons, yeah. I don't think I've gone Jokic or Embiid either season. And that's why right now I'm keeping that streak up. I'm going with the Canadian boy SGA for my MVP pick, man. So slept on. Absolutely slept on. I mean, the guy's averaging 30 fucking points per game, for God's sakes. And people uh, still think he's a boring player. Like, yes, he gets to the line a lot. But, I mean, uh, I don't think people really, uh, if you go back in time, if you really think about, you know, James Harden's Houston days, yeah, he went to the line a lot. And Bede goes to the line even more. Uh, yeah. and nobody's, you know, giving him shit for being boring either. I mean, a little bit here and there, but uh, I really think SGA doesn't really get the respect he deserves right now. Uh, putting up insane stats, he's played 41 games this season, 31, 6, and 5, shooting 54% from the floor, uh, which, you know, as your lead guard, that's pretty insane. Uh, obviously, the three-point shooting could be a little bit better. but uh, and, and again, the Thunder, I mean, I've already, I might as well just send you the 50 bucks now. Uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the, at the end of the day... This is a you know the team they're one game back from the Timberwolves, a team they beat over the weekend as well. Uh, you know they have the same record as the Nuggets, our same win percentage. Uh, or no, not even they 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 are ranked above because they've got one less win but one less loss, so they've got yeah, a, a yeah. marginally better percentage. But again, it's pretty much the exact same as the Nuggets, uh, yeah. just as good as pretty much anyone else. They are out there in the East, uh, aside from the Celtics. But yeah, I think that uh, the. the Without SGA on the Thunder, they would be shit. Like, they would be such a drop-off. Like, obviously, Jokic and Embiid were uh, not on the floor. Uh, well, actually, you know what? I'm going to walk that back a little bit. Without Jokic, I think the Nuggets would be horrible. But we've seen yep. that the, the 76ers are good enough that they can stay afloat even without Embiid on the floor, uh, you know, how, yep. uh, with how much time he's missed. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, for me, like, Yo, Joel Embiid would probably be my, my number third guy on my ballot right now. Like, he'd be below Jokic. And, you know, I might even, you know, make the argument for uh, Jason Tatum uh, or even, you know, maybe an Anthony Edwards. Uh, above Joel Embiid yep. even though Joel's stats are insane and the numbers he's putting yeah, up are historic wild. and you know I can't can't argue that but he's not playing that much like I uh, that that's really hurts his uh you know candidacy in my eyes is that if your team is you know still playing well outside of that like I I it I think it hurts it so I, I'm going with SGA yep. I just think he, he's super valuable to his team. He's uh, really been the, the catalyst for change on that, that squad for the past couple seasons. And he's got the numbers to back it up. Uh, and why not get a fresh face in there, man? We, we've seen Joel, we've oh, seen yeah. Jokic get it, I'll give it to the young Canadian man. First guy since Steve Nash to hoist that one. I thought it was going to be Wiggins, but uh, I'll, I'll let it be <laughs> SGA, uh, the true maple Jordan. But, uh, yeah, he, he's something special, and at uh, plus 400, I think there's still some pretty good value there, even though I don't really think the voters are going to go his way, smaller market and all. Uh, but, uh, I mean, if the, the Thunder yeah. can string it together a couple more wins, you know, uh, claim that top spot in the West, they might have to give it to him.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't know. I, I, I could see a path for him him getting there. Like, yeah, it's, it looks tough right now. I think, like probably you know if we're being super realistic the thunder would have to be the number one seed in the west to yep. you know to really solidify his case like not you know because even as the two seed right now um you know sort of where he is the, the those those other two guys those two giants their numbers are just gonna be so hard to to sort of overcome even though you know as you say he's he's right there I mean yeah thirty one five and six on super efficient shooting like the the only way you can nitpick. Uh, you know, his game is the, the three point efficiency, but, you know, mm. he's taking probably of, of all the Thunder players, he takes the hardest, uh you know, three point looks like everyone else. Yep. They're a great three point shooting team, you know, and that a lot of that be is because of the attention he gets and, and these guys are just getting wide open, uh, you know, three point shots from the corners and the wings and stuff. He's really the only guy who's taken these tough kind of, you know, out of pick and roll and sort of transition step back threes. Uh, and when you need them, he makes them. You've, you've got confidence in, in him as a three point shooter, even though he is, you know, a little bit above, you know, 30% from three on the year. So uh, just, just a, a near, uh, you know, a, a, a guy with, basically no flaws in his game and improved defensively as well. I will say and yeah. with his size, you know, he's, he's not, he's not some guy you can go and back down and pick on. Um, and, and, and the, the fact, you know, his case right now above those guys. And, and, you know, I considered him as well heavily, I, I, as you sort of said, uh, all of his sort of, uh, you know, uh, qualifications for this and reasons to 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 vote SGA uh I, th- that's why I I probably would have him over Embiid as well like I think he yeah. was my second choice uh before deciding on on, on Jokic here but um th- it's the fact that we even made that bet and that was even th- like that was even a plausible bet at the beginning of this season that OKC might not yep. make the playoffs because they're they they did not even make get through the play-in last year and here they are mm-hmm. you know more than halfway through the season in probably the deepest league in terms of like talented teams that we can can remember having, uh having, you know, and, and beating the best teams. Like they beat the Celtics at home. They, 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 as you say, beat the Timberwolves. I think you're, you're right. It's multiple times now. Um, and, and it's just, there, there's, there's, uh, you know, the, the, the ceiling of this team feels like it's almost limitless because, SGA's ceiling just keeps getting higher and higher and higher. Like he's just yep. maybe the most unguardable offensive player in 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 the league. Um, just in terms of him, you know, getting to the cup. Like it's it's just insane. So yeah, I agree with everything you said there. Um, and uh, I I hope he, you know, I hope the Thunder keep doing well so that he can make that a really close kind of three man race. Um, and and hang in there till the end because, like, th- that no one. You know, everyone expected Joel Embiid and and, uh, Nikola Jokic to be in this race. No one expected – well, people might have expected it, but no one expected the Thunder to be this good to justify SGA being right there with those guys. So Mm -hmm. hopefully he can continue it because, uh, yeah, you know, I think he's – you know, we'll see, but, you know, on this trajectory – there's there's no reason at all that we aren't witnessing the best Canadian to ever play basketball, oh, easily. Uh, yeah, ever, yeah. I, which is I, which I is mean... great. I mean, he's still up against, you know, a two time MVP and Steve Nash, who put together mm-hmm. an amazing career. But but, you know, on on, you know, based on the production right now, uh, he, he's going to be there. And it's 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 special to watch.
0: And in uh, MVP conversation, I mean, no one has better uh, bars than SGA. So uh, I think you got to yeah, give him some respect true. there as well. I mean, I, I'd like to see Jokic get in the booth, but, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see until then. It would be in uh, Serbian.
1: I, I would get mm-hmm. down to it, though. I would, it would love
0: pr- it. Probably really hardcore, really low voice. Uh, it would be nice. Uh, but it would probably
1: just be folk music. I don't know if he'd want to rap. Eh, like maybe. sing you know, That's all right. Little, That'd be
0: good. Little Call someone a pussy in, uh, in Serbian. Uh, let us yeah. know how to say it. If, you, if you're a Serb, uh, let us know. Uh, <laughs> I, how do you say it? I Get us that Big Dog bolt song. Yeah. Moving on, though, to Rookie of the Year. Really a two-man race here, Jordan. Obviously, Scoot Henderson kind of coming on late here. Uh, Hami Haquez has been uh, playing mm-hmm. well all season. Uh, guys like uh, Derek Lively and Brandon Miller as well have uh, you know been solid role players uh, in starting units, but uh, not yeah. uh, exactly uh, you know superstars so far in their career. Uh, but still, obviously, very early. But really, it still is a, a two-man race between Chet Holmgren and Victor Weminyama. We've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, and we both – Sided with Chet Holmgren, who is the, uh, the the favorite right now to win the award. Uh, Jordan, I mean, have you been able to sway uh, over to, to the Wemby side of things? Because his stats lately uh, have been pretty insane. Obviously, the Spurs still struggling to get wins, but uh, it definitely hasn't been uh, without uh, the without trying from Yama, You know, uh, insane uh, performances over the past couple months.
1: Yeah, and I, think, and I think he's slowly gotten better and, and more, uh, you know, he's answered more questions that we had in terms of efficiency. Like, I think he is getting more efficient slowly mm-hmm. uh, and more effective at, at what he does. Uh, at, but he, as you kind of alluded to, still makes those insane, uh, you know, has those, puts together those great games with great stat lines and has those mm-hmm. insane, uh, you know, Instagram-worthy, uh, you know, highlights. Um, Believe but, he but yeah, uh, I, he
0: broke Dwight Howard's twenty youngest player to get a twenty and twenty game, uh, right, you know, a yeah. month or so ago. Like he's he's yeah. he's it's he's he's, in the, he's already in the history books as a rookie.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and like I, I'm pretty sure he's he's leading the league in 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 blocks per game or, or right up there. I mean, that's yeah. not uh, you know no slouch on that end either. But you know, defensively, as we all sort of you know identified early on, I think you know it's it's easier for victor to make that impact on the defensive end without having to develop doesn't have to do anything but it's just crazy like he's he's i I think you can legitimately make a case even though the spurs are so bad that he should be in the defensive player of the year race like i think Mm -hmm. he can improve so much uh so it's kind of you know all relative uh but yeah he's he's been awesome so yes i've been you know somewhat swayed like i don't think chet is uh In as commanding of a position as he was when we last talked about this. But I'm still going with Chet because he's he's still kept his averages where they need to be for you know to be this incredibly efficient and and effective and impactful rookie on a Mm -hmm. team that, as we just talked about, could win the West, uh, or you know, could could be top of the West when we look at the you know the end of the regular season here. And what was the one piece that this team didn't have last year that made them yeah. a play-in team? They had no reliable big, none at all. And obviously, everyone on that team has improved. SGA, like we just talked about, Jalen Williams, all their young guys. Uh, you know, uh, their, their, their new additions. Uh, you know, other rookies, even you know, this year have helped them. But their big glaring weakness. Was Chet Holmgren and a big. And look, he's in there now, and they look like one of the best teams in the NBA. Could be a mm-hmm. contender, depending on who you ask. Um, you know, d- provides an amazing rim protector, goes out there, can rebound the ball, uh, you know, hit threes, hit, hit you know, get, get, get to the rim, work in the pick and roll, all these things. Um, we, we know what he brings to the table. But, you know, like I said early, uh, you know, before the season started, I thought we'd be in this position where Victor would have the more impressive stats, the highlights, and everything. But Chet would, you know, really have a, a winning resume already sort of to back mm-hmm. up his case. Uh, and again, the stats aren't that the stats aren't different enough for me to fully jump on the Wembenyama camp. No, no. But I will say, even though I feel this way now, that there is time for him to keep eating away at it. And if by the end of the season, you know, the, the Spurs can put some wins together and Victor can keep closing that efficiency gap. Then, then we can have a conversation because he he mm. is pretty insane, and and we don't want to necessarily be in a situation where we look back a couple years from now and think, "Wow, we really, we, Victor Wiminyama just won uh, his his second ring in a row uh, because Greg Popovich decided to play uh, Trey Jones a little bit more, uh, mm. and uh, now it he just sucks, looks silly. <laughs> now it just looks silly that we didn't give it to him. But for now, I'm sticking with Chet.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I feel the same way. Uh, I, I don't think anything's really changed since we talked about the, the Wemby versus Chet debate. I mean, even with you know, uh, the, the strides Wemby's made, the stats are kind of going a little bit farther. Uh, obviously, uh, it, it, they're separating that gap uh, in terms of just totals. But uh, I mean, at the end of the day, Chet still isn't that far back in a lot of those stats. Uh, yeah. And his team is just so much better. Obviously plays a way different role in his team, uh, you know, just in general. Again, we're he has an MVP candidate on his team, whereas, you know, Wemby is the the only really top talent uh, that you could even really pick out uh, of that entire roster at this point. Like, Devin yeah. Vassell, you're okay. But, I mean, like, that we're, 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 we can't, like, I don't think anyone else on that Spurs team would even crack the starting five of uh, yeah, the Thunder. So, not. it's a no. huge talent gap there. So, obviously, it's going to be different. I would say this. I think Chet wins the Rookie of the Year if you have to pick one of the two. Uh, If you don't want to go the Grant Hill, Jason Kidd uh, uh, co-rookie of the years, (laughs) uh, I I don't know if they're ever going to do that again. It's just weird they did it one time and then never again. Uh, I thought maybe Donovan Mitchell, Ben Simmons, they were going to do it that year, but they didn't do it then, so I don't think they'll ever do it. Uh, True. But – I'm. Uh, I. I. I think it's clear still. Like Chet, you know, also ready to have a, a long, successful, amazing story career. You know, I, I could see him being in a, a couple time All Star. You know, he, he'll. He'll be oh, there. Yeah. But I mean, like, Wemby, yeah. the potential is like it's not even close. Like he could win the Rookie of the Year. I don't think it really matters because you know I. Like Chet again, All Star potential. Wemby has MVP potential. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't think there's any real way of uh, going around that. So I, if I was a Wemby uh, stand, you know, I'm just saying think about the future that this one rookie of the year well, yeah, you, not you have that, to <laughs> yeah
1: they've been so bad but yeah it,
0: it's not it's not the end of the world is a kind of what i'm getting at because like yeah. he's going to keep putting up these crazy stats and this is exactly in our you know preseason uh you know podcast we said this is how it was going to go the spurs were yeah. going to suck Wemby was going to be insane he was gonna have crazy moments crazy highlights uh you know break records but the team is going to suck and we said that from the start that chet was going to be kind of on the precipice, there may be able to steal it because he was going to play such a big role, and we just needed to see how his game would translate to the NBA translated perfectly so yep. uh it, it's just kind of a a situational award i think that in, in this case and again that's not to take away from what chet's done this season because again like you said uh you know i gambled that he wouldn't be able to make such an impact in his uh you know his first season but i was wrong and this is uh kind of the uh, the, the, the way things are now and uh you know yep. I, a lot of props needs to go to chet and i think he does deserve the award but uh you know Wemby does as well in, in his own right but uh, if you have to pick between the two i, I think chet's got to be the clear pick here
1: yeah. 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 I agree. And, and you mentioned another, you know, a few other names there. I, I think Jaime Jaquez is, is kind of separated himself, uh, you know, again, you know, these two are in sort of the top tier. Um, you know, I know he's missed some time more recently, but uh, he it was just, you know, earlier in the season, we, we talked about Asar Thompson. He kind of has not looked quite as good uh, recently. And, yeah, he and really I know, fell off. I know. Um, uh, Minutes Henderson, went down yeah, too, I think. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. You know, you, I think they, you know, Monty Williams has, you know, was pressured into playing Jaden Ivey a little bit more and you know, mm-hmm. the, the, what a mess in Detroit, obviously. But uh, yeah, you mentioned Scoot Henderson as well. who Had some, some put together some good games, but similarly, the way I feel in terms of the winning impact, like Jaime Hawkins is just, I, I I was just so impressed, you know, when he put together that mm-hmm. stretch, especially when Jimmy Butler was out when he goes in and, <laughs> you know, outplays LeBron, you know, granted yep. it's one game uh, in LA there. Uh, and it's just, you know, just dangerous from all over the floor from three, he's, he's jumping up there and, you know, slamming down lobs. And he's also in the perfect place, uh, in, in Miami to he sort of, he comes in as just such a mature guy for, for, for such a young player. Uh, and, and just looks like he's been in the league for a few years. So, you mm-hmm. know, he, he's another rookie. I want to shout out. He's just been, been so good. And and then the other guy, we, we just, for whatever reason, haven't given him a lot of love is, uh, uh Hawkins down in, uh, New Orleans, uh, yep, yep. uh who, 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 has also just been awesome and solidly in a rotation with a lot of guys who you would think maybe would be ahead of him in the depth chart. Uh, So, so shout out those two guys in, in, in as rookies as well.
0: Well, uh, to, to move on here, Jordan, to the most improved player of the year award. Uh, always an interesting one, uh, kind of a tough one to, to pick. You really have to just kind of decide what you're looking for and what really makes a, a, a most improved player. Uh, mm-hmm. But the resounding favorite right now is Tyrese Maxey. Uh, and it's pretty hard to argue against it. When I was kind of looking at guys who I thought should be, you know, considered for this one, I honestly had forgotten about him because last year he had already, to me, broken out and shown that he was kind of a an all-star level player. Uh, yeah. But, you know, he, he has that crazy increase. Now he goes from 20 points to 25.9, uh, you know, increased by almost a, a whole rebound per game and uh, three more assists per game. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's pretty hard to argue, but I do think there's other guys there that are, are worthy of, uh, of mentioning as well. Uh, you know the, the the first guy that jumps out to me, to be honest, uh, was uh, we've mentioned him earlier, uh, you know, in this podcast recently, uh, Kobe White on the Chicago Bulls. Oh, yeah, uh, you right. know, he he's had uh, sure. uh, quite a res- uh, resounding uh, bounce back season. Uh, you know, last year obviously was just kind of a dumpster fire, only averaging nine points. He's doubled that production up to eighteen points. Uh, Career high, uh, you know, uh, his next best was uh, 2020-2021, where he averaged 15. But he's doing it on way better efficiency. Uh, His rebounding is up from last year. His assists uh, have almost doubled as well, uh, up to 4.9 assists per game. Uh, And and when he was playing, you know, a big role, I mean, with Zach Levine coming back, uh, you know, he's kind of even taken over uh, at that starting helm. And, you know, the the Bulls haven't really been super successful. But uh, I, I do think Colby White deserves a little bit of love. And I want to show to one last guy, Jordan, someone who's not even on the board here, and, and his improvement has been marginal. Uh, I think it's at like three points per game more, maybe two, three more, or not even three, maybe like one I think and a half. We might be on the same assists. page here. I think we no, you're definitely. There's no way. He's a Phoenix okay. Sun. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. uh, Grayson. Grayson Allen, man. Every yeah, year awesome he gets better. Say. And this yeah. year he's been, like. there's been games when he has been their leading scorer. He just yeah. does everything he needs to do. He's one of the better defenders. People don't want to give him credit because obviously, I mean, he is a bit of a dickhead, but yeah. <laughs> you do have to give him some respect and Emma Stone, wave to him. So, I mean, yeah, if you're talking was most improve, uh, I, I think... I think Grayson should – like, he's not – like, if you look at the odds table right now, uh, you know, for most improved, he isn't even on there. He's not anywhere to be found. And I was talking about – you have, like, Duncan Robinson on here for plus 25,000 odds. I think you get Grayson Allen at plus 50,000, and, you know, he's not going to win the award. But shout-out to Grayson. Uh, But Kobe White, I do think, is a legitimate contender for that award. Uh, But obviously, yeah, it's hard hard to argue against Tyrese Maxey.
1: Yeah, he's, he's far and away, uh, I, I think, deserves it more than anybody. But I, I do think Kobe White, like it, it's just been so so impressive. Because as you say, you could sort of see the Tyrese Maxey thing coming. People, and in me included, I'll throw myself in this camp, I had completely given up on Kobe White. I didn't oh, think he guy. had this yeah. in him at all. Uh, and he has just been awesome. Uh, and I think it's made the the Bulls' sort of path a lot clearer. I think they were already maybe thinking, oh, should we get rid of – Zach Levine here. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and clearly they're trying to offload him. Um, and I think you know it—it it makes sense. I mean, the Bulls legitimately have looked good. Uh, the—you know—I know we talked about them on a recent uh, episode here, but you know they—they—they they, they look like they can. You know, maybe you know. They, they ultimately, they're not be going anywhere. They—they you know, they be a little frisky. Um, and and you know looking way ahead, if you want to be a huge optimist, I mean, Kobe White's young enough. If you still have Lonzo ball and he comes back, that's, that's an interesting little, you know, backcourt combination. I don't know if it would fully work. I'd, I'd really mm-hmm. want to see it because those are two guys obviously who kind of want the ball in their hands. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it, shout out Kobe white though. Cause yeah, he, he's just kind of come, come out of nowhere. Uh, and I like that story for the most improved race, but you know, when, when he was no first one, getting hot, people were
0: saying maybe all-star.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough with the guard depths in, in, in the, there was no but, fucking you know, way. If he he's, did, he's, it would be he's, criminal. He's, yeah. A hundred percent. But, uh, but you know, in, in the case of Tyrese Maxey too, no one saw the type of improvement coming, uh, you know, the, the size of the leap that he was going to take. We all knew he'd have more opportunity uh and, and he'd, you know, get a lot better. But uh you know, and, and I know the, the talk on him has kind of cooled down a little bit uh, as he settled into things. Uh, compared to right early on in the season where he was just you know looked like he was shot out of a cannon but he's still consistently out there uh putting teams away uh for Mm -hmm. for the Sixers Mm -hmm. just just an incredible scoring tandem with Joel Embiid that that makes them just so hard to beat um you know it uh, unfortunately for him as it is with you know Embiid now it's kind of all about what those two are going to do in the playoffs because I've got you know some defense defensive questions around Tyrese Maxey still, but but yeah, yeah. he's the leader of this race one hundred percent. The other guy uh, that I thought you were going to say, who who I kind of want to shout out here because he's just been so important to the best team in basketball this year, and I want to mm. shout him out some way somehow because I don't know what sort of you know accolades or other recognition he's going to get, but Derek White is. So much more improved to me than he was last year. He yeah. kind of was. He kind of rose to the occasion for them, you know, in a few instances in the playoffs last year. But also looked kind of bad in the playoffs last year. You know, depending on you know what what quarter or what game. Obviously, he was the hero for them, forcing that game seven, uh, getting that tip in uh, in Miami in game six. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but but this year, like he's been better than Drew Holiday, and you can argue he's been the second most important Celtic this year. Uh, Although they've got so many guys who are, you know, uh, sort of contributing in different ways. He has just been absolutely insane, uh, you know, shooting the ball super well from three uh, Mm -hmm. and, and overall as well, he's been, you know, efficient uh, close to, you know, 48% from the field, hard to do as a guard, you know, passing the ball, being that connector, but also getting, you know, take into account like hockey assists and the way he sort of, helps run that offense uh and then defensively he's just a fucking monster so it, it's kind of like the great star our attention situation. around him too well yeah and, and that, that's the thing I, I think it might be tough to get him onto uh a, a team even though he's i think he's deserving uh and you know I, I think ultimately it'll be in the hands of the assistant coaches you know he's obviously not going to be a starter but you know mm-hmm. he, he might not end up getting that recognition but you know as as improvements go even though it's only from you know Twelve points per game to sixteen this year, uh, but he, he's up a whole uh, a whole assist per game uh, and some other metrics are are a lot better as well. So yeah, shout out Derek yeah. White. He he'd be on my short list as
0: well. Yeah, uh, up, up four points uh, from last season, uh, career high points mm-hmm. per game, career high rebounds per game, still pretty steady, but you yep. know still a, a career high is a career high. Uh, and yeah, five assists as well to go along with it. So I mean, yeah, Derek White definitely a good guy to mention there. And, and yeah, you can't measure that defensive, uh, you know, the, the number two oh, defense man. Uh, in, in the NBA. Uh, so yep. I mean, I and mean, we're going to get to it just pretty soon. Uh, the defensive player of the year, you know, who knows, maybe you could throw his name in the ring for that one as well. Uh, honestly, honestly, La- he's last, 1,
1: 1.2 see uh... 1.1 steals, 1.2 blocks. That's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as far as defensive stats go for a guard, that's pretty damn good.
0: Oh yeah. Amazing. Uh, last two guys I'm going to shout out. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, I, I like most improved player going to a guy who's been in the league, like a Derek White. that has been there like five, six seasons, like that yeah, is like same, just kind of yeah. taking that extra step. I don't like giving it to a second or third year guy, you know, like it was cool. And Scott, he won it and Siakam and these guys, you know, but I, it's just not that it doesn't mean the same because you're supposed to get that much better. I know a lot of people say it, but it is true. Like you are expected to get better every single year. You don't deserve an award because yeah. you are now 24 years old. You played in the NBA and you understand it. But yeah. with that being said, maybe the OKC Thunder they go for a sweep of all these awards. Jalen Williams, you know, uh, four oh, uh, almost yeah. five more points per game, and he does it all on the floor. Great defender, good playmaker, a really underrated playmaker at uh, you know the four position, uh, and, and can crash, uh, crash the glass with the best of them when he uh, when he needs to. Uh, and then of course, I, I surprised me you were going to throw his name in there just for the consideration of third third year man leading scorer of the Houston Rockets, Prince Sengun, uh, yeah, up that's, almost yeah. eight points per game from last season, uh, still rebounding the hell out of the ball and his assist numbers are up uh, as well. Uh, it, he's looking like he's going to be maybe the next, uh, big man, great in the Western conference. Uh, and we'll see how, uh, you know, his career mm-hmm. keeps going, you know, still, still some things to work on here, but that kid's got an all around game and he's going to be an all-star one day, if not this season. Uh, yeah. so, uh, shout out to Prince Sengun as well, but, uh, you're just doing what you're supposed to do, brother. So uh, you know you're not getting the award from the big dogs yet. But no, who knows? Maybe no. one maybe one month you'll get big dog of the month. You just got to crash the glass a little bit more.
1: Yeah, you're he's, he's been close. He's he's been a big dog uh, a lot of this year. Uh, and defensively, you got to beef up a little bit. But yeah. but yeah, before we move on, yeah, I agree, Matt, totally. Uh, I I don't like this. The I mean, the second year player thing is out of the question for me. I, I yeah, I think it's genuine qualified. It. But but even a third year, you have to really do something special to me because it always happens. You, you have a rookie who uh, is is clearly very good. They go they hit the sophomore slump and then the next year they sort of resume their progress again and everyone's like, oh, look at the improvement. It's like, no, mm-hmm. this is just how things work here. You, you've got a rookie with no expectations. they exceed them. They can't meet the high expectations the next year, but then they sort of you know work on things and come back to them. So so yeah, I agree. Uh, no, no second or third year players please.
0: Well, uh, to move on, Jordan, to the last award we're going to talk about uh, here for the the, the mid season awards, the Defensive Player of the, War of the Year award, Deepoy. Uh This one again, uh, there was a resounding favorite for this, and it's tough to argue against him. And uh, I know we we give him a lot of shit, but I think that we might have both actually picked him for Defensive Player of the Year in our preseason uh, picks. Uh, if I, I, if I'm no, I, didn't. I remember, I Great. I think I had. I picked. You did, yeah, but you'll you'll I th- remember who I picked. But the Frenchman, the Stifle Tower, uh, Rudy Gobert, uh, take a—he's negative three twenty, and I mean it's it's really hard to argue against this guy. Uh, I mean yep. he is the foundational defensive star that the league hates to love or loves to hate. Both I think are are, are fitting, and you know the the Timberwolves are the number one ranked defense in the NBA. Uh, I, I think that it's a no-brainer right now that you give it to Rudy Gobert. Uh, other guys that are up there, uh, at least in the odds maker's eyes, are uh, Joel Embiid, Chet Holmgren, Anthony Davis, OG Ananobi, Ed bio and even Victor Wabanyama, Derek White, Herb Jones. Guys who are you know very impactful in their own right, but I really don't think anybody exemplifies the Defensive Player of the Year award uh, quite like uh, Rudy Gobert does right now. He's going to be up yep. there. Him and Ben Wallace, they're going to have to fight to have uh, the Hakeem Olajuwon Defensive Player of the Year award renamed uh, to, uh, to one of those two. Yes. I don't know. Uh, yes. uh, maybe Ben Wallace is out of there already uh, since they gave it to Akeem. But uh, I mean, Rudy Gobert has kind of commanded this award his entire career, and uh, looks he's going to add one more to the mantle this season.
1: Yeah, I mean, what does he have so far? Three? Does he have three? I think he's at four? three.
0: I okay, think he's. I think this would be four. I'm going to double yeah, check uh, I'm, I'm quickly, sure. but uh,
1: yeah, like uh, uh, it's it's it is pretty wild to think uh, that he's he's put together that type of resume with the the reputation that he has as a guy who's kind of a, you know, a lech. No one who's not his teammate uh, ever says anything nice about the guy. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, like if he wins this award this year, he will literally, he will legit be getting like the last laugh on all these dudes who kind of have clowned him and made fun of him in the mm-hmm. past, because this is, uh you know, th- that's historic territory that he's in, but like, you can't even uh, debate it. You can't even, uh, you know, have any, you know, qualms with it because, like, again, Minnesota is head and shoulders the best defense, uh, you know, above everyone this year, even Boston. Uh, yeah. And and it's just it's uh, it is mainly because of him. Like, yes, they have incredible, uh, you know, defensive stoppers on the wing as well. But as we always sort of say with these good teams who have, you know, both good wing defenders, but then someone behind to sort of cover up these mistakes and, and you know, hang back at the rim and, and you know, t- turn people away. That gives your wing defenders, the ability to be good and aggressive and go out there and, and, you know, give it their all, like when, when you've got good wing defenders and you've got crap behind you uh, you know, it, it's, it's hard for them to be ultra aggressive and and, and yep. go out there and sort of just worry about guarding their, their man, not worrying about, you know, what's going on behind them because you know, behind you is all taken care of. Like that's, mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. that's what the, the good big men, you know, through NBA history have done for everyone else around them. They've allowed them to just, you know, lock into their matchup, go do what they do best. You know, Kevin Garnett, one of the best at that ever, uh, you know, on those great Boston teams. And, you know, obviously, you know, Hakeem and, and Ben Wallace, as you said, all, all these incredible defensive bigs that they they give their wing players that uh, luxury.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and so, yeah, there's, there's credit to be doled out across the, the Minnesota sort of team in terms of defensive, uh, you know, it all starts with credit, but yeah, he, he is the head of it. And, uh, he's just, he's just been awesome. Uh, and and, you know, it's kind of by all accounts, been a great teammate this year as well. Uh, you know, and, 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 and the sort of chemistry that that team has, uh, even though, and, and again, like this, they, they, really are showing kind of an, in an old school way, how you can win, uh, and, and be at the top of your conference with, such an imbalance in terms of how you win games like defensively they're first they're like uh, I want to say they're like scraping the barrel uh they might even be you know around 20 offensively uh mm-hmm. like like last I checked like they're not uh you know a great offensive team I'm just looking it up. it. yeah 19th they're the 19th best uh you know they're the 19th best offensive rating in the league to be first in your conference is just insane uh yeah. and it just shows how dominant uh they they've been and and yeah it's it, it's it's all about him so uh, you know, Rudy Gobert all the way. The guy I picked was OG, and no, there, like I should have put money down on it because there's no better situation for for OG to sort of jump up, yeah. uh, in the odds than to be traded to New York, uh, and and be under the microscope there, playing forty eight you know, minutes back, a game. Yeah, back <laughs> to the most uh, you know, uh, unnatural, uh, inhumane minutes uh, being played uh, by, by by Tibbs. But as he says, you know, OG is very used to it. Um, but uh, I, I I do think it it if I had to pick who was going to finish in second in this race, it actually might be OG, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, based on the way he's just made such a great impact for the Knicks. uh, And, and again, we'll have that media attention and that kind of narrative behind him. If he helps them, uh, you know, you know, vault up in the standings, which, which he has, I think they're nine and two since the trade, something like that. uh, And he's consistently in these big games, locking down the the other team's best players, which he will be. He's, he's the Knicks best, as with Mitchell Robinson out, he's now their best big. He's their best defender, literally one through five. Like whoever they yeah. have, if they have, if they're playing against Embiid, it's going to be an OG on him. If they're playing against the 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 Thunder, he's going to be on SGA. So OG is just the most versatile Swiss Army knife defender, um, uh, you know. And so I, I think he could maybe break into the race here a little bit, maybe even you know challenge Gobert. But right now, uh, it's it's Gobert head and shoulders, and uh, and he deserves it. Got to give it to him.
0: And, uh, yeah, to clarify, yeah, so he did, he, he's won 3 three DPO-wise. This one would make him tied with Dikembe Mutombo and Ben Wallace with four for the most ever. Wow, uh, So, it, it insane, uh, you know, a guy who gets shit on so much, but uh, really is one of the, the all-time best defenders that the league's ever seen. Uh, he did again, start the
1: he, pandemic, which was kind of annoying, yes. but still, uh,
0: still, I think the reason people shit on him, is it's still okay. Like yeah. I don't think that you uh, have to feel yeah. bad. Uh, like yeah. he's a good bat Like there's a lot of fucking athletes that are pieces of shit. Uh, yeah. that, that you know doesn't doesn't take away from the fact they are good athletes. But you know the, the guy is also kind of a dick. But uh, you yeah. know you, you got to give him respect in that sense. But uh, you don't have to respect him as a guy. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, that's it for our mid season awards. Uh, let us know at Big Dog Ball Talk what you thought about uh, our our picks so far uh, this season. Uh, any, any long shots you have, or uh, you know if you guys are just rocking with all the favorites. Let us know. At Big Go ball talk but to move yep. on Jordan we got to give some love here to the Los Angeles Clippers uh just coming off of a 22 to nothing run comeback against the Brooklyn Nets a game in which the Clippers started so goddamn slow 16 nothing uh in the first they quarter did. uh to start that game but if there's ever a team you're going to come back against it was probably the, the Brooklyn Nets what well, maybe up there for my most disappointing team of the the 2023-24 season uh at this point but Regardless, it was a back and forth game. The Clippers came back after that first initial run and ended up another run, but the Clippers showed that kind of toughness, that veteran presence to, to stay alive. And since the James Harden trade, you know, we clown them when they started getting, uh, you know, in the game there and he was 0 5 uh, as a Clipper. Then they kind of put together the win streak. And we just really haven't, been able to now that we've seen them, of this full roster, exactly what we're going to expect to see in the playoffs, we haven't really yeah. gotten a chance to kind of break down what we think of them. And, uh, I think they're scary. I think that they're as scary as any other year, Jordan. I still, I'm not sure if I can quite put them as my my title favorite as of right now. I know at one point I think I did say I think they could uh, win the West when they got Harden, but I think they've got some things to work on here. But overall, Jordan, I mean, what are you looking at the the Clippers' ceiling right now, especially after a big game like that? I mean, they, they've just looked uh, so good, uh, and
1: Kawhi is back to looking like, himself paul george Mm -hmm. putting together a good season uh you know much like the lakers they've got health finally for their two biggest guys uh who played most of the year missed barely any time um and same with uh you know guys like russell uh you know westbrook who's always been super dependable uh and and doesn't miss a lot of time And, and james harden as well since he's been brought over like like a big part of this has been just that they're healthy and they can go yeah. out and actually put some like that's why you know it, it, it was interesting early on when they they lost all those games as you mentioned like that that six game losing streak and it looked like this was just like what a disaster mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. They, at, they were finally actually playing together as a team something the Clippers have just failed to be able to do or, and and sort of frankly acted like they didn't even have to do they were like whoa, whoa, we'll get the guys healthy when they're out there we'll win it's been my biggest pet peeve with this team for this entire time since they signed those two guys. Uh, but they actually went out there and yeah, it was losses, but they were developing chemistry and sort of figuring out where they all want it to be and how to share the ball. I mean, there's, a, these are a lot of ball dominant guys, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, who, who are used to uh, playing uh, with, with much higher usage that they're going to have on this Clippers team. So it legitimately looks like it just did take time for them to figure it out. And then once they were on the same page, they're, they're destroying people and and mm-hmm. they still don't look like they, they're quite at the the top tier level t- to me of the best teams in the league like I I know people are sort of saying you know they're their finals kind of dark horse, and they certainly are but I, I don't mm-hmm. think I'd pick them over Denver at this point or, or Boston no. um, and and some of the other you know really good teams even out west although you know the, 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 the cream of the crop out west other than Denver is the two young young teams that we've mentioned you know the Minnesota and uh, OKC. Clippers have like the gap in, in ex- playoff experience between them and either of those two teams is just insane. So, yeah. you know, you can make a case for them there. Uh, and then anyone else, the Clippers look like they could beat, uh, you know, as constructed right now. So the Clippers will be, you know, it, it, they will have something to say, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day here, if they keep playing like this and that's, that's, you got to give them credit for that. Cause it just looked like, you know, early on, like it wasn't all going to fit, but like even in this game. Uh, like they're just so versatile this game against the nets their closing lineup was uh Russ Norman Powell uh two guys off the bench and then their their big three of Harden uh Kawhi and Paul George and they just ran up you know hit threes just just ran up and down yeah. the court just just put up so many points 22-0 run um uh, i think it was on, on the nets to to finish out the game and yeah. and they can do that they can play ultra small like that but they've got Zubach, who's putting together an amazing, uh, you know, season. Uh, did he win Big Dog of the Month this year, or was that last year? I forget. Mm-hmm. But he's he's definitely won it before. Yeah, he's, he's he, 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 he maybe might be a multi-time
0: there. winner. It's possible.
1: Yeah, yeah. But he, he he's just a great for for this team. He's the perfect type of big. He's out right now, but you know, you got you got mm-hmm. Plum Dog uh, in there. You know, holding things down. They've just got you know just just so many useful guys. And finally, finally, for the love of God, finally, they they know how to play with each other and Ty mm-hmm. Lue can finally sort of know what he has in these lineups and, and do what he does best, you know, make these little adjustments, uh, you know, offensively and defensively. Um, and, and they've just got a lot of experience. So if I'm anyone else, uh, you know, out West, I'm, I'm fucking terrified of the Clippers. I will say that, like, even though they, they're the ones who are going to have to prove it and they're the ones who are going to have to prove that they can sustain this, this high level of play, stay healthy, all the questions that we have about them. But I, I I would be absolutely fucking scared to go up against these guys uh, in the playoffs. Yep.
0: Well, uh, and, and that's kind of how I feel, man. Like they, I, I definitely think that they they have finals potential. Do I think yep. that they they get there? Uh, I'm not quite sold yet. Uh, but again, it is tough when you have a team full of you know, Hall of Famers, uh, you know, first ballot guys. Like they, they they will always have a chance in any given game. Uh, you know, even if you know one of those guys, James Harden, who has uh, historically choked when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but and then you got a guy like uh, Kawhi Leonard, who uh, historically has been insane in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. and, and I think in that game, you know, he proved he's still an elite closer, hit those big shots at the very end of the game, oh, yeah. made winning plays on the defensive end as well. Uh, like the, the Kawhi That's is still good. one of the best basketball players on the planet when he wants to be. Uh, yeah. and, and I think. That's kind of my biggest, the thing that I I, I am worried about with this team. and We kind of mentioned it, they, or you mentioned it there. You know, we're talking about if they played the Minnesotas, the OKCs uh, potentially in a second or uh, you know conference finals uh, round matchup uh, in the playoffs. I'm uh, I'm a little bit worried about those old legs, man. That uh, that that Nets team was able to get out to this lead purely through transition defense and just quick cuts to the rim. This yes. team can be gouged in the middle and just gouged when it comes to transition. They they aren't yep. quick enough. They can't do it. Like, they're decent defensively, but genuinely, they are not tough enough. They're not strong enough. They're not athletic enough. They need a couple more young guys, and that's kind of been their problem for the last couple of seasons, pretty much in the Paul George-Kawhi era, is they've never had good young guys. Like, Terrence yep. Mann isn't young really anymore. No, uh, he's like 26, like he's, 27. Yeah, he's... <laughs> He's past it, so I, I yeah. like he's still solid and he's athletic enough, but like he's yeah. a role player. At the end of the day, they do need some uh, some 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 bigger guys that can go out there and be a little more physical because right now they do kind of get bullied against other teams, and that's where I'm worried because if you play a big team like uh, Minnesota or a physical team like OKC that's when I think this team could really, really struggle. Uh, And if they can't compete uh, on the scoreboard, I mean the playoffs teams aren't going to be like the Nets and roll over 22 to nothing. Uh, So I I think that they have to be very smart and very calculated with how they play. And uh, I think any team that plays against them, especially in the playoffs, the second you get a defensive rebound, you got to fucking take off like your Usain Bolt. You got to be a track star out there and get that outlet <laughs> pass because uh, they are uh, they're, they're going to get caught sleeping. I think a lot uh, this season, and uh, it's continued to be a problem. And I think it's going to maybe be their kryptonite come uh, the, the the NBA playoffs. But uh, yeah, the upside yeah, is, is definitely there for the Clippers. Um, yeah. But uh, to to finish up the podcast here, Jordan. Let's do some trade talk. We always love to get into trade talks here. Uh, We we did a lot uh, last week as well. Uh, But uh, this one, we've got uh, a real focal point here. Talks have started to heat up around the uh, Los Angeles Lakers, the Atlanta Hawks, Uh, the Lakers looking to get – uh, former, I, I believe did Dejounte Murray actually ever make an All Star? I think he did, right?
1: Once? He did as an injury replacement, I think. Yes,
0: yes. Thank you. I was going to say, ahead. I was like, I don't feel like he actually got really in there, but right? well, I'm no. going to say he was in there. So, uh, but Dejounte Murray, we're, we'll call him an All Star. All Star Dejounte Murray on the sure. Atlanta Hawks. Uh, you Definitely. know, obviously we we said I, I think even last year we were talking about uh, Dejounte Murray trade packages It never uh, really came to anything. But this year, it kind of seems like the writing's on the wall. Uh, it, it just hasn't been the year that the Hawks were expecting. The Trey Young, no. uh, DeJounte Murray backcourt experiment has been a fail. Uh, no. Trey Young out now. Fail, and DeJounte Murray failed. just kind of, yeah, just trying to get his stats up. The talks have happened, and it looks like uh, the Lakers are really interested in getting him. But here's the hitch, Jordan. D'Lo and the 2029 first-round pick unprotected from the Lakers. That's the package that they're offering to teams. That's what they're trying to get, to get another all-star to pair with LeBron and AD. It's a great yep. package. So-so package, maybe you could say. Uh, the biggest problem right now is the Atlanta Hawks do not want to absorb the contract of uh, D'Angelo Russell. Uh, what? He cr- are you serious?
1: No. Who wouldn't? I'm 100 like serious. He's yeah,
0: it, it's crazy to think, right? Uh, $17 a, uh, a a season. He's got two years left on that contract, so it's a it's a tradable right. deal, but it is hefty. So you got to have somebody who can absorb that. So the Hawks are looking to find a third team to include in this trade and uh, Jordan, I've, I think I might've just solved the problem for everybody. Uh, it's oh, kind of okay. like if I sit down Dude, long enough, I think I could solve it, uh, solve world peace. And I think it's a team that we had mentioned even uh, previously, but here's the trade. This is what I got. So uh, the Lakers get to Murray straight up. This is a very basic trade. Maybe they'd want to have some second round picks thrown around here. Uh, but the, uh, the, the Atlanta Hawks, they would end up getting that 2029 20, first round pick. But instead of uh, D'Angelo Russell, they're getting one year of Gary Harris at 13 mil. He's off the books this season. And the Orlando Magic at D'Lo at the head yeah. of the helm. Uh, they need a playmaker bad. They need a guy who can really reliably hold the rock. Uh, I mean, Markel Fultz and uh, Cole Anthony, you guys are okay. But uh, I think that that is their next spot they could really upgrade at. And a sure-handed point guard with playoff experience like D'Lo would be uh, would be a really big boost for them. Uh, I think yeah. he could set the table really well for Franz and, uh, and for Paulo. And really... Shoot the three. They need some spacing. Uh, yes. Neither of those guards that they have can shoot the rock. Uh, Jalen Sugg can play with him, kind of take off a lot of the yes. his defensive weaknesses. I think it's yep. a really good fit. Uh, D'Lo gets to go back in the Eastern Conference, a place that he's had some success, and the Lakers get their star. I think this is a win-win-win for everybody here.
1: Yeah, know that that and and that's one of the teams I said uh, I think in our last pod we we, we talked about D'Lo, and and mm-hmm. th- this was yeah, this was exactly what uh, I think we could all see coming a mile away. No one is going to really want Delo aside from a couple teams who could talk themselves into it but he's he's the Lakers sort of tradable obvious tradable contract along with uh, Rui Hachimura and uh mm-hmm. but it's just yeah no, it's going to be hard to convince anyone to take him but but as you say I think Orlando is one of uh, literally maybe two teams that would want him like the other team I yep. thought was the Nets but the Nets I don't think even really I think they've kind of given up on the season. I don't think they actually care yeah. about even making and having, this And
0: having to, having to keep him around for one more year. I don't think that yeah. they. And, and, and it, who knows? Maybe that makes them better. I don't know. Like, I don't think that well, that's right. even something they want to even try to do.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, it'd be a fun, nice little reunion, but uh, you know they, mm-hmm. they've got Din shitty there. Things are going to shit yep. with him, uh, so maybe not. Uh, let's uh, maybe they don't want to, you know, move backwards. Uh, so, so yeah, I might just leave Orlando. But as you say, I actually, I actually like him with Orlando. It, you know, if if, if he was going to go anywhere, um, because mm-hmm. you know, Orlando, uh, they started off hot. You know, one of the one of the best sort of feel good stories early in the season. But now they're, they're just twenty three and twenty. They're still holding up defensively, fourth overall, but twenty fourth on offense. Dilo yeah. would help that a hell of a lot. They, and and the Franz need... injury
0: definitely set them back a little bit.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. And they they have been a bit banged up. They 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 haven't had their 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 full healthy team here. But uh, they I I think clearly, even when Markel Fultz you know is kind of back in the the flow of things, he's just not quite at the level uh, where where they need their their point guard play to be. And as even though I'm very outspokenly not the biggest D'Lo fan at all, he he would actually come in and, and fill a role at point guard for them. And he mm-hmm. would even, you know, I, I, I like D'Lo in a situation where he can play off ball quite a bit because I don't always want the ball in his hands. And that's exactly what would happen in Orlando. He would just be getting kind of spot up threes a lot of the time because you want the ball in Franz and Paolo's hands a lot of the time. As you yep. say, I think a backcourt, um, of him and jalen suggs would, would be pr- pretty nice in terms of yeah. you know both of them complementing what the other really can't do you know shooting and defense uh and 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 you know orlando wants to be good i think they want to make the playoffs they and so you know yeah you're eating two years of of, of delo but i think you know you you can handle it and he can be good for you next year as well yeah. uh, so so yeah I, I i like it i like the move a lot and uh i i, I hope uh we can get something done here because even even just in terms of the original trade, the the the, the vision of getting Dejounte off the Hawks, I like that uh, because this him and Trey, like we said from the beginning, would have, was an awkward fit and just has not worked. Uh, I think the Hawks, are, the Hawks at this point are almost approaching cursed status, not in terms of like, yeah. being a bottom feeder, but I the, I I will be shocked just the that, when uh, they,
0: It was all because Trey Young had that comment after that conference oh finals appearance. They, fucked them.
1: He couldn't. He couldn't keep his mouth shut. Uh, you yeah, know the, the the regular season has been uh, yeah a bit boring. Yeah, for us watching you too, Atlanta. <laughs> I'm sick of you winning one game, losing one game, winning one game in a cycle that seems like it'll go on forever. But mm-hmm. I like Dejounte Murray getting out of there, and ultimately, I I, I like him on the Lakers as well. I, I think you know a a lineup of of him and Reeves in the backcourt plus. Uh, you know, AD and LeBron, obviously, and then whoever you want to throw in there, Prince or whatever. I th- I think that's 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 certainly an upgrade from from DLo. So
0: uh, it's uh defensive centric uh, system, yes. even though Ham is maybe not really the coach. And we uh, like we've all <laughs> known all along, LeBron does whatever the fuck he wants on that team. Yes,
1: yes, true. Um, but but yeah, I I think it it it, it kind of works for all sides. Uh, you know, heavy emphasis on Dejounte keeping up his sort of hot shooting luck. Uh, that he's in, uh, well, I don't want to necessarily call it luck, but it seems like luck. He's, he's shooting way more efficiently than than he has other times in his career. If he can keep that up with the Lakers, that's great. Uh, and and sort of get back to being the defensive menace. He's kind of fallen off, uh, uh, you know, in 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 that area as well. But yeah, good good trade, Matt. I'm, I I approve it uh, on all sides here.
0: Nice. Uh, yeah, well, that's a uh, yeah, good thumbs up, man. Uh, I, I, and you know, we'll Two see if the Lakers up. are the ones that'll end up winning the uh, the, the sweepstakes here for uh, for Murray. Uh, there's obviously uh, interest uh, with the reunion in the Spurs uh, as well. Apparently, which is ridiculous. Which, I don't really get that one either. Uh, like like, it doesn't fit the timeline for Wemby, so I don't know what the point of doing that would be. But
1: yeah, uh, I, I hate that.
0: Short-term void filler, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but otherwise, I think that that's really the only other market for him at this point. Well, uh I just, heard the a... Bucks
1: being thrown around, but what the hell are they going to give up? They have nothing yeah. to trade.
0: I think that would be a weird fit. I think the Heat maybe have also been circulated with the them. Heat, but I, mean, I like
1: the Heat, actually. I like the, the Heat. If, the heat, if it the were Heat's to great.
0: But it's just like, again, it's a problem whenever the Heat are in any kind of trade rumors. Who the fu- What are they giving up? Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think at this point they're giving up Hame and uh, no. no one's going to want to take Kyle Lowry on. Uh, so he isn't I mean expiring Duncan,
1: though. You never know, but but
0: probably yeah. not. Probably not. I mean, yeah, Duncan Robinson hit a couple more threes tonight, and uh, you'll be on your way to Hotland. Uh, you'd yeah. be perfect there. But we need you guys to be perfect for us. Epic Dog Ball Talk perfect X, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at Big Dog Ball Talk. Be sure yeah, to give us a ready. follow. Uh, help us grow, and uh, you know we'll get you more content, uh, more shit. Uh, we got a and, new know, Facebook
1: is... follower uh, today, Matt. Socast. By the way, shout nice. out to Facebook. Shout out to whoever. You are. I didn't. Shout like, out to, the, shout out out to a know Facebook know
0: follower. Uh, right. yeah, we, we appreciate that. Yeah, maybe one of the old heads that uh, I've been uh, trying to get uh, get out yeah. there. They finally Arunus? figured it out. The Facebook machine. Uh, cool. We appreciate you. Shout out to you. Salute to you. Uh, this has been Big Dog Ball Talk. Matt and Jordan Fleet. We'll be back on Friday. And until then, as <laughs> my good friend Jordan always says.
1: I could have hit that field goal last night in Buffalo, Matt. I'm telling you.
0: Uh, I thought for a first it, like second, second I was going to fucking cuss you out. I thought you were going to say you could have hit the field goal in the Packers game because I want <laughs> I Anders Carlson dead. I want him gone, man. I oh, want him man. fucking gone. Fuck that I rookie. Feel, fuck him. I fuck feel him.
1: bad for you, Matt, because it was so close. I thought you know you were going to you were about to be a very happy boy, but uh, mm-hmm. no, wasn't. But the uh, soy boy. But but yeah, no, the pain, the pain. Also, Matt, I I just want to like is there a way that we can like you're the football expert you know i only you know watch this time of year really but what how is it that a game that was so good can just basically be over uh with like a minute and a half left can we change the rule because i'm like if i'm there if i'm on the bills Mm -hmm. i'm jumping over the line i'm hacking patrick mahomes myself (laughs) getting a intentional foul to get the goddamn ball back um so uh can can you come up with something please because uh that was such a lame way to end a great game
0: yeah, they've got their bases pretty covered when it comes to that, which is uh, kind of shitty. Uh, those yeah. timeouts are, are really worth it. But I don't know, Jordan, this True. is funny to me because uh, it, it really is. You know, As long as you have that competitive spirit, you want to keep fighting. Uh, shout to Todd Bowles, the, the head coach of the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for not taking his last timeout, oh, out yeah. really giving his uh, team a chance to potentially yeah. have a game-winning game, ty- game winning drive or game-tying drive. Uh, yeah. They also went for two, I'm pretty sure, in that game, but they didn't have to. Uh, the NFL playoffs are crazy, man. Uh, the, the NBA, I feel like you kind of always have to know what you expect. NFL's fuck. Um, but I think the only thing that uh, at the end of the day we can all agree on is uh, we want the Chiefs to lose. Uh, fuck the yeah, Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, fuck